This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump, Mr. President. Election Day is coming. People are hitting um, the polls and ballots are being turned in. How are you feeling? Eight days until I buttfuck this country. <laughs> I wish that could be a title. It's a little too dirty. but <laughs> No, we're going to. I mean, you should see the rallies that we're having. The rallies are so, I would say, inspiring. It's just, it's one of these things where you realize the fake news, they're being nasty, they, they, they can't stand the fact that I've been so successful and that I'm uh, strongly defeating COVID and that our economy is coming back. And, you know, it's, it's, gonna, be, it's gonna be great. And we shocked everybody four years ago and we're gonna, I think we're gonna shock them even more strongly uh, in eight days. And we will have a winner in eight days. We're not, we're not waiting one day longer than November 3rd or else it's fraud. And I will unleash the army of Mountain Dew rapists. Now, Mr. President, um, be- before we, we get to, I, I have a ton of things to ask you, but I just want to let uh, all our listeners know, um, November, big month. We're going to be doing tons of bonus episodes, so please get on the Patreon to enjoy multiple episodes a week. Patreon.com slash MPGA. We'll send out a message to all the Patreon patriots, so join up. Whatever level is good for you, Patreon.com slash MPGA. Lots of bonus material coming in November. By the way, October is still here, by the way. Yes. A lot of people know that, but it's still October. And this week, okay, Wednesday night, I will be reviewing two new films, strong film. Well, one strong, one not so strong. Borat 2, this disgraceful com- so-called comedian, uh, Stephen, Stephen Bartholomew Cohen. And the other movie, which was tough to get through because of how emotional it was, is called Cuties. It's, it's on Netflix, and I watched it uh, and found it very interesting. And so, it's cute. Mr. President, is, is Cuties the, the Jeffrey Epstein documentary on no, Netflix? No, no, no. He would have lo- loved the film. But no, it's actually, it's a French film, so you wouldn't expect me to like it. Because, uh, you know, you're, normally they're very weak. But they're very strong on sort of adult-kid relationships. They actually, <laughs> they, they're much stronger than our country when it comes to sort of looking at that with a more 
uh, broad uh, perspective. Uh, but no, it was. It's a film about. Uh, if you look at the pictures, it's a, it's about the squad. It's actually a film about the squad. You see the little Latin one with the big glasses. It's obviously AOC before she got the D's. And you know, there's a Muslim, which is obviously Ilhan Omar. And we're going to get into it. It's actually, you know, it's a strong film. It's a strong. It, it, I don't want to give it away. I want the people. I can't wait. Ivanka level and up. Wednesday night, it should go up. Maybe Thursday morning at the latest. Borat 2, your president will review Borat 2. Not one, two. And Mike, you like the deuce, right? And cuties. So very, very powerful rotten oranges this month. And then we'll have a, a special Halloween video, which will go up on Friday for a perfect 10 people. Now, Mr. President, I want to ask you about a person. Uh, please tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Aubrey O'Day. Is that my son? <laughs> she, she was. No, a that's the conservative former baseball player who's always yelling things. No, no. A fan of me. no, no, no. This, this is, um, she was a singer for Dad of the Kane. I think they were assigned to Bad Boy. Uh, she was on Celebrity Apprentice. She's a singer. Oh, of course, yes. She was, uh, uh, sure. She was a singer and she was on Celebrity Apprentice and she was in Dan and Yogurt Kane. <laughs> sure, Dan of the, no, Dan no, of the no, Kane. <laughs> That's what I said. I remember very strongly. Very okay. Yes, yeah, sure. No, no, Did you say dad and yogurt cane? No, no. I said what you said, and it's she's sort of a you know, talent. Like a okay. So no, we remember. We of course we remember. Now, do you remember that allegedly she had an affair with Don Jr.? Well, you know they say allegedly, and they call it an affair. In the Trump family, we don't really believe in affairs. It's sort of you know we just call them Trumps. We just call it somebody's having a Trump. You remember Bobby Brown? We, we had him. We once paid him uh, a nice amount of money to sing a remix called Trumpin' Around. <laughs> Ain't nobody trumpin' around when your no. wife's European and she can't speak English. You can do whatever you want. Bars. I thought I was going to get more out of that. <laughs> well, when you trump someone and you're trumping all around, you ain't got no trump in your life. Anyway, trumping yeah. around. Okay. No, no, totally. No, you were totally <laughs> off. That's, I mean, a total disgrace. I, I mean, you know, we, I have bars. We've established I have very strong yes. bars. And I also, you know, helped write the song with Bobby Brown. He was, we did get him on a discount because he was very, uh, after, you know, after uh, Whitney Houston passed mm -hmm. away, yes, he was he was vulnerable then, so we got a discount. We call it the depressed discount. You know, we <laughs> like to hire artists when they're at their low point because they'll take they'll take they you know I normally take a hundred thousand. He'll take ten thousand if he's crying. So <laughs> it's just it's you know it's in my forthcoming book, The Art of the Deal Two, more deal. To take advantage of people when they they lost their spouse or a significant other, you strike a deal with them to get them when they're vulnerable to get a good get a good deal out of it. it well, there it is. I don't want to mm -hmm. say too much more. I want people to buy the book, but the of art of the deal too. More deal. 
Well, Mr. President, uh, a few things have, that Orbio Day tweeted. I'm sure you saw it. You're an avid fan of Twitter. A few things, and if you could uh, deny or um, shed some light on it. It's first thing, she said that Don Jr. hates you. Uh, I could say that. He's a, he's a weak <laughs> person, and you know he's always been a disappointment to me. So I don't think he hates me, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't like me. This was a bombshell. Ivanka is really a lesbian. I mean, if she goes, but I don't know if she's a pure lesbian, but I, you know, I, as if I've already declared her sort of the most perfect woman on earth. Yeah, I think going both ways is going to lower her ranking. I don't think so. Okay. How about um, your other son, Eric? had sex with Miss Universe on the boardroom table with his wife for The Apprentice. Do you deny that or? I'm proud of him. I'm proud because he's always been sort of the, the loser. And you know what? And did, don't you remember after the convention, I had him bump. That's right. He's, to a, the he's ahead of Don Jr. Mm -hmm. he's a, and this is more proof that I made the right decision. Uh, I just don't like, you know, his wife is like a, not really Trump worthy, um, but it shows that if she's willing to engage another woman on a Trump desk, you know, she's at least recognizing that she's not enough and that a Trump is worthy of more than her. So I think it shows great, uh, I would say awareness of what a mediocre woman Laura Trump is. And it's in it's a it's a Miss Universe, so the mediocrity plus like a perfect ten, the average amount, it's gotta be like at least an eight. Seven and a half. Don't don't give Laura too much credit. Okay, seven and a half. Laura Trump. But she works hard out there. She she, she definitely wants to get into politics. She's a I don't know. Don Jr.'s wife was, was a lot better looking. I don't know about Kim Gargoyle, but she's a freak, so we respect that. Now this one I know you get confused about this a lot, but you have uh, another son. His name is Baron. You had this son with Melania. Um, he, Don Jr. said that Baron is an asshole. He's a spoiled brat. He even told uh, Aubrey a story that he did not like the food when he was on Air Force One, and he threw a plate of food at the flight attendant. He sounds like a Trump. Yeah, I don't, you know, he took a DNA test and he's 100% that Trump, apparently. <laughs> uh, no, I think he's, you know, I don't know him, but he sounds like an inter interesting young young person. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out. You know, any anybody that Don Jr., Don Jr., such a fucking loser, pardon my language. Uh, anybody that Don Jr. doesn't like is a pretty strong person in my mind. Pretty strong, okay? So all these news that came out, you somehow spun them to be positive in your eyes. Your, your, your son hating you, him having an affair, Ivanka being a lesbian, um, so she's living like a fake life. Um, Eric having sex with Muse Universe on the boardroom table with his wife and Baron being a spoiled little asshole. You somehow approve of all this behavior and don't care. You know what? It's called powerful thinking. It's called positive thinking. And that's what the country needs. That's, that's what I'm doing with COVID. I'm, I'm providing strong, positive 
thoughts for a country that frankly needs them, okay? Not with Sleepy Joe. They're going to get a lot of sleep with Sleepy Joe. They need to get their country back, and they need a strong, inspiring leader. And that's what I am. Well, this is some good news. New York, your hometown, a hometown paper. We know that the New York Times did not endorse you, but another hometown paper did, and that is the New York Post endorsed Donald Trump for president. They've always been the best newspaper in New York by quite a large margin. They've always represented the working class. And, uh, you know, we, I had them, I talked to the editorial board and they told me they, they thought I was running a strong campaign. And most importantly, they said when the cops who raped Abner Louima in 1999 decided not to run, that locked up the endorsement for me. That's that's awful, but um, congratulations. No, no, it's a great it's a great thing. They didn't run. They okay, didn't run. Uh, you know, I've assured them that they could probably come in and be part of the Homeland Security team in a second term. So that sort of convinced them not to run. So you're saying but the no, cops, the cops that that shove things up that guy's ass, you want him them to be your security team? Why? Well, part of the national security team, because that man was Haitian. And we're trying to deal with uh, other foreign countries. And who's been tougher on foreigners than those cops? Not many people, I can tell you that. But those those cops are, are racist. They 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 did these things to him. No, because no, I of... don't think that. I don't. I think that's. I no. I, excuse me. Excuse me. There was no. I didn't mention anybody's race. I think that they were being. You said Haitian. You said uh, he dealt with the Haitian man. That's what you said. How how they dealt with the Haitian. That's what you you just said that. Right. Well, that's a nationality that has nothing to do with race. But they're from a different place, so that's the reason why they were so violent with him. No, they were they were tough police officers, and one of them I think was on steroids. Okay, uh, not like the good therapeutics that I'm on, but like sort of the bodybuilding steroids. And they, you know, they got a little aggressive, and that's okay. Sometimes things happen, and uh, you know, I think they feel sorry for it. I think they apologize. Well, you know, they might have apologized, and I think everybody, as a Christian, I believe everybody deserves a second chance. Mr. That's President. why I'm putting together as part of my national security team <laughs> yes. in 2021 for a second term, a special unit of Homeland Security called Cops Who Murdered People and Got Away With It Division. On steroids? No, it's, no, no, it's all natural. <laughs> and, and no, it's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of tough people, a lot of tough people that you wouldn't want to mess with. I can tell you that. So you think when police get in trouble for being too violent, they are good candidates to serve for you? We have gotten soft as a country. <laughs> it used to be a thing where you could paralyze a guy on the, on the football field and they'd high five you and put you in a commercial. It <laughs> used to be a thing where you could, you know, shoot a, shoot a black and, you know, as Dave Chappelle, who, by the way, is African-American, he talked about this. He talked about sprinkling crack on dead bodies. So that it used to be very common. And we've gotten so soft and so weak as a country. And 
I think it's got to change. I think in a second term for me, it's got to change so strongly. Mr. President, you know who isn't weak? You know who is so strong? You guessed it. BetOnline.ag. Our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. They are not weak at all. Love those guys. They are the strongest in the business, okay? And guess what? Football is in full swing. It is back. I bet every single week with BetOnline.ag. They have prop betting. They have um, futures. It is awesome, okay? And we know we're not going to be at a game this year, but you can still bet on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. They have a casino. They even have you can bet on the election coming up. Have have you wagered any money? Or you're not going to tell us. I think I said it might have been last week or two weeks ago. I bet very heavily on Sleepy Joe Biden. All right. So you're hedging your bets here. I understand that. Either I become leader of the free world again and can manipulate the economies to help me, or I'll win several million dollars when Sleepy Joe pulls off the win. There you go. So it's a win-win for you. Get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering to win division and championship futures today. Head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Like I said before, we got football, bet on the last few baseball games. They have a casino and also bet on the presidential election. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. And Mr. no President, Native yes. Americans to bother you while you gamble. <laughs> that should be their slogan. <laughs> and no Native Americans to bother you while you're gambling. I like that. Now, Mr. President, you did an interview with, with 60 Minutes, as you like to refer, to refer to them, I think it's 42 minutes. Is that how you refer to them? 41 minutes? 42 minutes? Thank, okay, thank you. It's 41 minutes. 41 you minutes. There. It's yes. really 41 minutes, not 42. Don't give them any extra credit. You were being interviewed by Leslie Stahl. You didn't seem to like her very much. And you walked out of the interview. Can you explain why you walked out on an interview? It was a rude interview. The tone was not the tone that they give sleepy Joe Biden, who they treat with kid gloves. You know, they might as well serve him you know, an inshore and some applesauce and some warm milk and ask him if he wants to watch people's court. They, they coddle him like he's their favorite nursing home resident. And they treat me, you know, they treat me like a criminal. They treat me like somebody who's raped people and cheated on his taxes. They treat me so unfairly versus how they treat Sleepy Joe. It's a total disgrace. It's a witch hunt. It's a hoax. It's a disgrace. It's nasty. And I don't appreciate it. And Leslie Stahl was being so rude. And, you know, it was just, it, it was, they're a disgraceful show. They used to be so great. And now, you know, now like Leslie Stahl, they're not so hot anymore. 
Now, Mr. President, I have a question for you. You are very loose with your words. You are aggressive at times. You are unfiltered uh, much of the time. You have bullied people online. You have called people's names. You have retweeted sexist and uh, race, racial things online, especially on Twitter. Now, after doing all these things that are questionable and someone comes at you and asks you to be accountable for these actions, you can't just walk out on an interview. That's not very presidential. Well, let's see. I am currently president and I walked out. So apparently you can do it. You can't do it, but I can do it. And I did it very strongly. I walked very strongly without any illness. I was totally COVID free. They're just, they're just, the, the, the fake news is a disgrace. How does your throat came in after me? How, how does your throat feel? Because you sound very hoarse when you're talking. It it sounds like something is wrong. Well, you know that we've been having. Well, we've been having the rallies, and I'm talking so much. You see how much they love the rallies. It's there's no entertainment right now, and I said this very strongly during the pandemic. I said, I have to be the commander in chief, strength. I have to be the consoler in chief. So when we have problems, I have to tell people uh, that it's going to be not so bad. And also with entertainment and movies shut down, I have to be the entertainer in chief. So <laughs> nobody, no president has ever had to do more than I've done and nobody's ever done it so well. So we're doing very strongly. And I get a little hoarse. You know, you get to these rallies and, and you're talking and you're yelling so much at the great people of, of Florida and, and Pennsylvania. And, you know, these people, they, they, they deserve the best from their president. It's not enough. You may not know this. It's not enough to just work 20, 25 hours a week for the American no. people. You've got to do at least 30 hours of live shows. Yeah, now you're talking a full time. You know, that's a that's almost that's more than a full time job. So you put in three to four hours a day as president, and then you fly and watch your programs and tweet, and then you go, you know, to like a chain restaurant with the Secret Service and you eat, and then you do big rallies, and that's exhausting by the end of the day. Mr. President, there's there's one thing. You know, that... some days I have to cut back on doing presidential things. I say I can't do this. I can't do my shows, and the job. So you know what? The job has to come second. I mean, thirty hours is a lot. You have to figure out how to, to do everything. Twenty-five. I mean, twenty-five is still a lot. Twenty-five hours work a week. I mean, I mean, that's that's overtime right there, Mr. President. So we understand why you're so tired and exhausted. Well, Mr. It's President, very tough. Now, also during the 60 minute interview, right as you walked out, you did kind of try to pull an alpha power move where you had uh, Kaylee McEnany, uh, your, your um, uh, press secretary, come in the room and hand 60 minutes a giant book. And then you said, This is my health care plan. And walked out. Did you see that? Did you see that power move when Kaylee, she could barely lift it up? We brought in a big stack of papers. A bit, nothing scares reporters more than when you say, look at my big stack of papers. But there was no health. 
there's no healthcare plan in there. It was just random papers. So can you explain that it was, move? It was, but it was also some, no, no, it was, it was strong ideas and it was executive orders and there was a few takeout menus and it was a very sort of robust, uh, uh, strong plan, outline, idea, structure. But usually when someone says, here's a healthcare plan, it's the healthcare plan. It's not like a uh, choose your own adventure book where you have to find the clues in order to get to the healthcare plan. No, it's in there as you wouldn't understand. And I think they're too low IQ on 60 minutes to understand. And there was a plan in there. There's a, a plan so big that I don't think they could appreciate it. But it's so a great plan. It's a great plan for America, for our healthcare. We want to get rid of Obamacare and replace it with something so much better. So what you're telling me is that plan was so grand and so complex that they were too stupid to read it and understand it. So you did give them a health care plan. It's just they, their brains can't grip it. You couldn't have put it any better <laughs> if you were me. Well, maybe you would have done it a little better if you were me, but very, I would say that's, I, yes, I would say that's, that's what it is. Okay. Now also you've came out recently and you said that the COVID deaths are being overreported by the hospitals. You did say that in the past, but not from your mouth, but maybe from your the administration, but this actually came, you, you said this. Do you think that's true? Do you think people are over-reporting this? Why would we want this virus to keep going? Wouldn't we want to defeat this virus? I think hospitals are greedy. I think they're very greedy. I think we do great healthcare here. The best healthcare in the world, just like I got at Walter Reed. Some of the I best for sure. Does. I think everybody can get that if they want it. That's and not true. They can't no, no, get the same health care that you got. This country, no, they, well, they can get close and it's good enough. You were out of the and hospital in two days, Mr. President. People with COVID have not been in and out of the hospital in two days. Well, thank you. I think you put, you know, I'm, I am sort of <laughs> a unique specimen, sort of strong <laughs> specimen. It's, it's okay. Not everybody can be as great as me. We, I think we've established that, but it's, it's not my fault that I'm better than everybody else that then they can't heal like me. But I would say uh, very strongly that what were we talking about? Talking about COVID and talking about how you shut your mouth. Get it? That was like a shaft. Remember shaft? Yeah. Yes. But I'm not only talking about COVID. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Uh, Let's stay on topic no, it's, here. It's okay. Obviously, you're racist. You won't let me talk about Shaft. <laughs> but I would say we can have everybody can have great, powerful health care like I had. And most importantly, the hospitals, they don't want people to heal the way I did so strongly. They want you to be sick all the time. They want to get keep billing you and making more money. And they want more funds. They want they want, I got it. I saw, I saw a doctor at, at uh, Walter Hill Hospital. Walter Reed. Well, he can read, he can write. But <laughs> what they were talking about is 
I walked by them. I walked by these people and they were saying, I heard them say this. We've got to get more people sick so we can get more money. I heard them say that. I heard the doctors say that. And then they saw me and they you saw them say, oh, excuse me, sir. Sir, didn't see you there, sir. They said, sir, a lot. Let me tell you, they said, sir, a lot. And uh, that doesn't sound. Do- excuse me, these doctors, everybody acts like they're so great. These are some of the nastiest, greedy people. Not the doctors I had, but the other doctors who are mm-hmm. saying I'm not doing a good job. Those doctors are some of the nastiest, most greedy and disrespectful people. I think in any profession, let alone our great medical profession, which has many good people. Okay, some some of the people that do medicine are actually good people. Mm. So you're telling me this, that the doctors who don't agree with you and don't like you are the doctors who are greedy and that want more COVID. They want so much COVID, your head would spin. (laughs) My head would spin on a lot of things that you like saying that. They now know that we have therapeutics and plasma and many things that are working so strongly and they don't want people to know that they don't want people to know they want to keep getting funding you've told everyone about it they but they you know when you're in a hospital you maybe don't remember what your great president said and then the doctors take over and they say no sir we don't have plasma we don't have therapeutics we don't have all the great things that president trump sir said and you know, they lie, they lie. The doctors lie, these people. And then they try to do abortions while you have COVID. <laughs> they tried to perform an abortion on you when you were no, sick not, with COVID? No, no, not on me. But I okay. walked by some of these rooms and they were doing abortions on people with COVID. This is what the, these doctors are not all great people and we've got to do something about it. That's that's wrong. Taking advantage of people with COVID and, and giving them an abortion. That's that's horrible. Absolutely horrible. I did not know that was happening in the hospitals. No, you can look it up. You can look it up on, uh, you know, QAnon has some strong theories about, you know, COVID is actually part of the white genocide. Mm, I did not know that. I'm, I'm learning a lot tonight, Mr. President. You are a teacher, a scholar, a leader. So many things. A rapist. <laughs> Well, yeah, all right, best too. <laughs> Mr. President. Excuse me. No, no. Yes. No, no, I'm not gonna no no. I think you mean it in a different way. I used it in the way like I rap. I rap. And somebody who raps is a is a rap you can pronounce it a rapist or a rapist. I think you may have meant something else, but no, I rap. That's that's what I meant. No, I know you got bars. You're the best rapist out of any rapist that ever has lived because you got bars. I wonder if Roy Den Hollander could rap. <laughs> You're definitely a better rapist than Roy Den Hollander for sure. Well, now I am, but who knows the potential he had as such a strong, passionate person. But anyway, we don't have to talk. We've, we've talked. I don't want to get upset. We talked about Roy plenty. When we maybe when we have our end of the year episode and we're deciding who the hero of the year was, I think his name will pop up for sure. Oh shit, Mr. President! 
Now, talking about fake news, um, actually, before I get to fake news, Fauci, you, you seem to t- be taking digs at Fauci a lot lately, even making fun of the way he throws a baseball. No, he's a nice guy. He's, he just happens to be a terrible doctor, a midget, and uh, a stupid person. But no, I think he's he's nice. You know, we have pleasant conversations. He's always been respectful. He calls me sir. But he's one of the stupidest doctors uh, I've ever met. He's about four foot two. So he's a useless human being. He can't even open jars. I've seen him in the kitchen trying to open jars. He can't even do it. And his advice has been terrible. His wife is not that attractive, if you saw the 60 Minutes with her. And And also, he's a bad rapist. He doesn't rap at all. Yeah, well, that sucks. But I don't understand why you would keep, uh, excuse my French, but shitting on a guy who is supposed to be one of your lead scientists to protect this country during COVID. Excuse me, he wasn't my lead scientist. He was sort of here when I got here, you know? And, you know, we're going to clean them out soon enough. And I already have somebody leading the task force. So who's, a, I think, a, uh, a radiologist or a chiropractor. He does some, some very powerful form of medicine. And, uh, you know, we're doing, we're, the whole point is we're doing so well with COVID. It, nobody ever thought we'd do this well with COVID. Mr. President, also with the 60 Minutes interview, sorry to go back to that, but it was brought up that you invented fake news to say when the press was critical of you, you would say fake news. Not really that technically the facts were were not true, but it's just when they talked about you, you didn't like um, when people were critical with you, so you, you titled it fake news. Is, is there any truth to this? You know, they may have videotape of, of me seeming to say that. But no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I didn't say that at all. I said, I say fake news so nobody believes them. That's what I said. Right. So you're discrediting the news even though what they're saying could be true. It doesn't matter if what they're saying is true. What matters is I'm the president. Okay. Um, no, it's a very important thing. We have to understand it as a country. I'm the president. I determine what what's important. It's a it's a total it's a total hoax. The the fake news. And okay. uh, you know, I think uh, we're gonna have great therapeutics and plasma and. So it's all about therapeutics and plasma. Uh, well, and other things, and I talked to, uh, you know, to the great Fred Trump last night, and he said, you're doing a great job, son. And I said, thank you, sir. And he said, no, you're the sir now. And, he, you know, it was like the Captain Phillips thing where he was, he said, look at me, look at me. You're the sir now. And it was a beautiful moment with my father, the great Fred Trump. Uh, but we're going to win very powerfully in eight days. Sleepy Joe is a total loser. And it's, it's. You know, I need. I may need to get another shot of plasma right now. I'm feeling a little low in energy. And uh, you remember the fetal juice? Yes. The fetal juice. You just take shots of it whenever you need one? Well, you know, we always, you know, you have your own private chef in, in the White House. And, you know, every night before bed, I have one of my Trump abortion <laughs> smoothies. <laughs> Yummy. 
to prison. We have a few more topics to get to, but November 3rd is the election. And, let's um, make it election quick, okay? Day. Let's make it. I have a McDonald's order coming soon. So I understand. Gotta, you've already gotten more time than uh, Leslie, not as hot as she used to be, Stahl. Three more things to get to. Um, first, uh, November 3rd, election day. Right now, do you have a message to send to the Americans right now that maybe you haven't touched upon or haven't highlighted recently? Anything you want to tell our listeners so they can you know, tell their neighbors and get the word out? Well, to our fans and our great MAGA nation, make sure you have plenty of ammunition and <laughs> vote in person. And if you can, if you see a Democrat behind you, break, break the voting machine when you're done with it. And then we'll just see. We'll see what happens. We'll let the people decide. But, you know, if you want to stand across the street from your voting station uh, with a rifle, you know, and yelling slurs, I think that, you know, it's called free speech. It's, that's, there's nothing better than voting while exercising your first and second amendments. That's, that's called super constitutional. <laughs> Mr. President, before I let you go, I know you have, uh, this is a huge week for you and I, I, I appreciate you uh, joining us once again. Uh, Connie Barrett, uh, Connie Barrett is being sworn in, I think as we speak right now by Clarence Thomas. Um, Amy anything. Coney Barrett has been confirmed by the Senate and Clarence Thomas will be confirming her and then potentially finger banging her as well. And, I didn't know that was part of the whole ceremony. Well, you know, it's Clarence Thomas, you know, he, you know he's got a reputation. <laughs> you know, you thought Brett Kavanaugh was bad. Imagine a black Kavanaugh, but. I'd love I to hear a podcast episode with Clarence Thomas and Kavanaugh together. Oh boy. Uh, just be uh i don't know what it would be but it would uh the other the other kind of rapists i think excuse me it would probably be a snuff film and what i would say is amy coney barrett is going to be a tremendous justice she believes in uh christian sharia law and she will you know, do great things for industry and for pro-life, very pro-life. And I think it's a beautiful thing that we replaced Clarence Thomas. You know, Thurgood Marshall was sort of a famous person and he was replaced on the Supreme Court. Like he was one of the best blacks and we replaced him with one of the most conservative blacks. And then we had Ruth Darth Vader Ginsburg, who was one of the great women people and we're replacing her with somebody that seems to really be disgusted by women's rights so it's it's a total win it's a total win it's like it's almost like we went into the textbooks and said bye-bye Thurgood Marshall bye-bye Ruth Bader Ginsburg hello rapey black guy and hello handmaid's tale justice so it's it's one of the things I'm very proud of, uh, of the conservative movement. Obviously, I didn't put Clarence Thomas on the court, but I put Amy Coney Barrett there along with Pencil Neck Gorsuch and Rage and Brett. So I think we're going to see a different Supreme Court now. And it's a, it's a very strong and beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's a little scary, but it could be beautiful also. Mr. President, the last thing I want to talk to you about, you had... Um, 
I think one of the best rap groups of supporters that have been put together with a, a rap group of, of ice cube, uh, Kanye and 50 cent in you. That is a, um, maybe a, a second Wu Tang. I mean, it is a, a strong, strong group of yeah, rappers. No, we, would, we would call it the Wu, Wu, Wu Klux Klan. <laughs> Can you imagine the potential there? Lots of potential, and it's going to be hard to choose a title this week. <laughs> no, it's depressing. <laughs> How do you feel? 50 Cent came out today basically saying, fuck Donald Trump. And, and took back his endorsement of you. Um, well, we have a strict policy at the White House, no take backsies. So <laughs> sorry, 50, or as the blacks call you and the whites who are trying to be black, fitty. Uh, you can't take it back. The endorsement has already been placed in the endorsement bank. <laughs> and we have the rights to in the club, which we'll be playing, by the way, at our... Blacks who say who hate themselves for Trump uh, <laughs> fundraising event. This I didn't weekend. know that was a that was an event. That's amazing. No, it's it's a it's a beautiful. They actually show up dressed in slave attire and whip <laughs> themselves, and then make donations. So it's we're very we're very proud of our outreach with the African American community. We've done strong things, led by Candace Owens. I call her the overseer. Uh, of that operation and so it's been very strong and very powerful and we have the black vote we have the black rap vote we have uh you know we're just as a you know we love rap okay as a as a rapist i'm well steeped in the world of rap and it's uh it's a beautiful thing and 50 cent can't take it back uh and we'll see we're very proud of all our endorsements. Uh, no rappers, I don't think, are endorsing Sleepy Joe. I don't think so. I, I don't uh, even think Jay-Z. Jay-Z was out there with Beyonce for Hillary. He can't even get the Hillary rappers. How pathetic is that? Yeah, there's uh, not a lot of people coming out for Biden uh, celebrity-wise um, recently or really big names uh, the same people who have been on Biden's side are just yeah, it's like uh, Bruce Springsteen blue. and Bon Jovi. Yawn. Great. You won. You won Jersey people. Nobody cares about. Congratulations. Well, Mr. President, um, it's very exciting. We are going to speak to you the day before Election Day for next well, week. I think we're going to have a lot of content next week. I think what we're going to have to do is for uh, for everybody. I think we're going to have to put out the episode next Monday so they can hear exactly what their president is thinking on the eve of, of the race war. Maybe we should do next week's episode possibly live for the Patreon Patriots so they can hear it first. You know, we'll send it. We'll send a message out to the Patreon Patriots. And uh, I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Look, uh, you, yeah. I would say of all the tech stuff people we've had on this glorious <laughs> first term run, you're not the worst. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, Mr. President, just want to let everybody know, um, join the Patreon, everyone. Lots of bonus material coming out. Patreon.com slash MPGA. November is a huge month. Lots of bonus episodes. You're not going to want to miss it, so join up. Also, if you're going to bet on any sports, betonline.ag. And please check out the website, mpgapod.com. We have a YouTube page. We have... 
you can see the episodes. We have uh, highlight clips chopped up. We have some animation on there. Uh, the guys for our website have done a great job with that, with the videos. So please go check it out because you will get to see the reactions of us. And it's uh, every listener who has um, commented on the Twitter page said that seeing it um, brings a whole new light to this whole show. So um, check that out. And, um, and that's it. Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, that's it for me, Mr. President. Yeah, one thing I would say, I wonder if we should, as a bonus for everybody, all our new fans, if we should release last year's Halloween Patreon episode, because <laughs> you realize a lot of these people weren't with us. And Halloween is considered sort of a legendary Patreon bonus episode. I wonder <laughs> if we should make that available to everybody. It's sort of where the tradition began. That was, I think, our first Fred Trump tradition. It was a powerful, powerful tradition. Yeah, so I would love to hear that again. And I think our new fans would probably truly enjoy that uh, as a little bonus for everybody on Friday. But that's okay. If we can't find it, we can't. But hopefully our tech stuff people can do that. Uh, what I would also say is the YouTube channel. I was looking at it. Okay, guys, it's JL. I'm done doing Donald Trump because I want you to take this seriously. Uh, the website is awesome. Once again, I know some people are like, I don't want to get a t-shirt with like Trump's image. It's think of it as a memento of the show and a way to support the show. And you can wear it around the house or when you're, you know, it'd be nice to see people show up to the live Q and A's wearing it. It'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I get it. I would, you know, well, I may wear it if outside, but I'm a large person and I can immediately start talking like Trump so I can defend myself if I get attacked by angry progressives. So but I get it. But but if you're if you're looking to support the show in some way and you want to it is a nice T-shirt. It says who on the back, which it's great. I love um, go get one uh, before they sell out. And the website is really good. And the YouTube page. I really did a deep dive into our YouTube page today and it is, they deserve your support. So we have, you know, I don't know what we have 10,000 listeners maybe. So thank you everybody, by the way. But what I would say to the 10,000 or 8,000 of you, whoever tunes in this week, go subscribe to that YouTube channel because that's another way where you can, by, by getting subscribers and by getting views, it costs you nothing, just like the free feed costs you nothing. But once we get to like, I think it's like, it's like 500 subscribers and like 40,000 minutes of viewing or something, the, the videos become monetized. So it's literally by doing nothing except watching and subscribing, you can help generate more money for the podcast, but that's not even coming out of your pocket. But you'll see they've done our, our, our tech people have really done a beautiful job. It's awesome with the graphics and the animation and like the record. It's really like I, I feel bad not promoting it. Jay has been promoting it more than me. But once I really took a look at all the work they've put into it, it deserves your your views, your subscribes and, uh, you know, your clicks and likes. So please, if you're bored at work, you want to catch up on some older episodes from this year. It's only been a couple of months uh, that that's been running, but it is awesome and it, and it can help us as well. So uh, there, there's your, your chores, but uh, yeah, we're hitting the home stretch of the Trump presidency. Hopefully uh, I hope Trump can transition into a, uh, the world's worst political pundit in 2021. <laughs> um, so thank you everybody for listening. Much appreciate. Keep reviewing on iTunes. Um, keep telling friends. 
yeah, it should be, it's, it, it'll be a crazy end of the year. So we will both see you next Monday, especially Patreon folks. I think what we may do is make next week's episode live for Patreon people, but then we will put it up for everybody Monday night so that we can figure out our election day coverage. Part of me was thinking I might do like an all day live stream and just take donations for charity, like literally dress as Trump and just eat McDonald's and offer commentary for like 16 <laughs> hours straight. But I might have to kill myself after that. But it's a thought. And I would like, like I said, I wouldn't put my Venmo up. I would put my Venmo, but then I'd say everything I make today goes to probably world food program is my charity of choice. But anyway, that's enough. Most of you have probably stopped listening by now. So thank you. Thank you, Jay. And uh, God help us all.